Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, hi, folks. Thanks for joining me again today. I'm going to share round two out of Jeremiah. And I, in fact, uh, I, I'm going to read the scripture again because some of you may have not listened yesterday, and I was talking about how Jeremiah had a call on his life and that God had it planned from the very beginning and before the beginning. But before, let me have a word of prayer. Lord, bless your people today. If there's anyone sick today listening, in the name of Jesus, touch them, heal them. Lord, I think of my friend Darren who is uh, struggling with facial cancer. Lord, I pray you would touch him. God, I would love to see a miracle in his life. I pray you would just be near him at this very, very moment, God. Thank you, and thank you for all the listeners today. Bless their lives, and bless our decisions, and all we do in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Jeremiah, I'm going to read this again. I read it yesterday, so just I'll read it fast this time, okay? Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4 through 10. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Behold, I formed you in the womb. I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. He is talking about, of course, Jeremiah, the prophet. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you and to say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you and will rescue you, declares the Lord. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot and tear down, to destroy and overthrow, to build and to plant. As I said yesterday, God had a plan for Jeremiah even in the womb. Before I knew you, I formed you in the womb. You know, and Jeremiah, again, he had excuses. I was too young, and, and as I said yesterday, is in youth in the Bible times, that could have been up to 25. We don't know how old exactly he was. But he used the excuse that he was too young. And I talked about how many times that we use excuses, that we're afraid, that we have a hard time uh, doing anything because we're just, we can't be perfect. Folks, you're not going to be perfect. And, you know, people like that. People like realism. I think one of the traits of uh, the church that I pastor, Cloverdale Church of God, is that we are very real. We are very real. We don't try to portray something we're not. We don't try to come across as as that expert in everything. We just want people to know that Jesus loves them, Jesus has a plan for their life, and Jesus is going to lead them if they put their faith and trust in Jesus. And that's what Jeremiah was told to tell, teach people about Almighty God, about what God wanted to do in their lives, how God would lead them, how God had a plan from the very beginning for their lives. The, the problem is most people don't seek God. Most people just seek what they enjoy and what life is about, and God is not even in their thoughts. We've got to put God in first place in our thoughts. We've got to get up in the morning and say, God, what would you have me do today? Where would you have me go? You know, I'm in my middle middle of my 33rd year of pastoring the church that I pastor, and you know what? I pray all the time. If God wants me here or somewhere else or to do something, Lord, I am willing to do it. Many times over the years, I've got calls from other churches across the country to come and, and be their pastor. And I want you to know that I've prayed about every one of them. I told my wife, I am not set to have to be in Boise, Idaho my entire life. I'm willing to be in Boise, Idaho my entire life, but that if God wants me to go somewhere and do something, even in my latter years here, I'm 65 years old now, I'm, 
I guess I'm winding down is what what I'm what I think. I don't know when I look at the eight scale, but uh, I don't feel like it. I feel more motivated than ever right now. Some of it is because I come to this great radio station around my great friends, Beth Schaefer and, and Josh Spiewak and, and Dave Schaefer, and then I hear these people and talk to them, and it uplifts me, and I just I enjoy my time. And so I think God has, God still has some use for me somewhere down the line, but I'm still willing. If God would call, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm willing if he, if he let, leads me in a direction I should go. I know I've talked to my wife about it sometimes, and I think she's very happy being here because her parents are here and her brother's here, and, and I got my sister-in-law, Peggy, here, who I'm very close to, and, and I, I just, you know, it, it's – and I'm all my great friends, but you know what? It's not about Tom. It's not about my choice. It's about what God would have for me. How could I be more effective? I want to be more effective on the radio. I want people to get something out of what I'm saying. I don't want them to listen and say, oh, he's fairly interesting to listen to. He's kind of down to earth. I can understand him. I want to say that God is touching their lives through some words of the Bible that I'm able to share. If I don't have a purpose, if I'm just idly talking on the radio, I'm done. I'm gone. I'm out because that isn't what God's called me to do. God's told, called me to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, to show people and tell people about God. I've been fortunate. I've been able to travel some and, and had a great time in Thailand on two different occasions and been able to just – I remember being in, in motels. They, the, they don't even speak English, but I was able to relate to some of these people, and I was able to sit and have iced tea and for two or three nights and get to know all these these waitresses uh, that are there at the uh, as you sit around the circle and and how how what a neat little relationship we built and they understood that I was a, a Christian pastor even though they were Buddhist but I was able to love them with the love of the Lord and I hope hope that I had an influence on their lives that's why I'm looking forward to the day I can go back somewhere else again and I'm not a world traveler. I'm a big guy. I mean, I'm not as big as I was, but I'm a big guy. You know, still I'm 6'2", 245 pounds. I was 300 pounds. But I, I can tell you this, it's not always easy to travel when you got that kind of size. But, I'm, but I, but I want to do where God wants me to go. I mean, years ago, I prayed about if I should be a missionary, but I didn't pray hard about it because I didn't want to go. I didn't want to travel. I didn't want to go to a third world country. I'm a tremendously domestic person. Anybody that knows me knows my idea of a good camping trip is a really nice motel with a good lobby and some food and and a nice view. That's my idea. This summer I went on a camping trip. I might have told you a while back I went on a camping trip. I mean a real camping trip where we slept in the back of a van on an air mattress and uh, there was no bathrooms and so – you know, you kind of made the best of the outdoors, and uh, it was in a really remote place. My wife even fished for the first time in probably 40 years, caught about 20 fish, and had a great time. And I hate fishing because I have no patience at all when it comes to that kind of thing. I think I've told you before, too, my idea of a good fishing trip is going to a to a calm lake, throw in something that has a bobber, and then uh, when the bobber goes down, hook the fish, bring it on board, and have somebody take it off the hook. Yeah, that's my idea of a good fishing trip. I am not very domestic at all. My brother Dan, who I had a uh, while back, I did a little thing for him because, uh, of course, you know he went to be with the Lord, but he loved fishing. That's why he wrote for the outdoors for the uh, Christian Living magazine. You know, I just, 
I, in fact, Sandy uh, Jones, the uh, you know the the one who runs this, she wrote a book of all my brother's. Uh, I had a book written for my brother's all his articles, and it was such a great book. I've I've gotten a number of them, sent them to people, but it was so neat that uh, that he was an ambassador for Christian Living Magazine. He took Christian Living Magazine all the way to South Korea. People were enthused and excited about uh, about what God was doing through that. See, God can use us. See, Dan didn't know it at the time. God called him to be a school teacher, and he was a tremendous school teacher for Valley View School District. He he had a great reputation, taught for almost 40 years. Uh, I think it was 40 years that he taught. But little did he know that God had a plan for him to be an, uh, a writer for the Christian Living Magazine. God had a plan for him. And he fulfilled that plan, and he loved it. He lived it. He dreamed it. He had magazines in his car wherever he went and gave them to people. He had people that stopped him on the street and said, oh, we recognize you. We, we see your picture. We read your article in the magazine. And that made so much. I'm telling you what, my brother was so happy when he went to be with the Lord. And it was a shock, by the way. He just died suddenly one day, just dropped dead. Just dropped dead at midnight, standing in the bathroom, just dropped dead. And uh, and uh, evidently, his, uh, one of his arteries was totally clogged and nobody knew it he'd never had any signs of it had never no issues and i guess it was generic so i went in and got tested also but uh they said it was clear i hope so but if but if i drop dead one of these days i can tell you that i'm gonna be with dan and i'm gonna be in heaven and rejoice and praising god and but dan was fulfilling that mission like jeremiah jeremiah was called jeremiah was set aside folks you and i are set aside he has something big for us. Remember what the Lord said in his passage of Scripture? said, the Lord reached out and touched Jeremiah's mouth. He said, I have put words in your mouth. We get concerned about what we're going to say. He says, I have put words in your mouth. Our God will put words in your mouth. He will give you words when you don't have them. He'll give you words when you think you're just you're dry. He said, Lord, help me to know what to say. Maybe even before you go into a store, you're going to meet with people, say, Lord, help me to know what to say. Help me to say those things that would encourage somebody. If I could encourage one person. You know, he says, I appoint you over nations and kingdoms. You know, he had big plans for Jeremiah. He appointed him over nations and kingdoms to share the good news of God. Big plans. Verse 17, which I didn't read, says, get yourself ready. Stand up, Jeremiah, and say whatever I command you. Get yourself ready. So what am I saying to you today, folks, from this passage? Get yourself ready. Say what God has for you. Say what he lays on your heart. Say those things that will touch and change lives forever. In verse 19, he goes on to say, I am with you. I will rescue you. Folks, if you realize and have the confidence that God is with you and he will rescue you, he will give you those words to say to people. You're going to go out today. This is early in the morning. I think it's 845. You're probably listening to this. And it's early in the morning. You're going to run into a lot of people. What kind of influence are you going to have on those people today? Are you going to ask God to give you words in their lives? I'm not telling you you're going to take the Bible and beat them over the head and say, you need to know Jesus today. But God may give you just those words that will open up a door that will change someone's lives. But you got to realize you got to call on him. In verse uh, chapter 2, verse 11, he said, people were exchanging worshiping idols 
and, and changing, exchanging worshiping God to worshiping idols. Folks, we have too many idols in our lives. It's wealth, selfishness, entertainment. We've got to get rid of those things. We've got to concentrate on serving Almighty God. Well, I'm out of time, folks. Go out and serve God today. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.